0: Minutia Man is up next, but first, take a listen to this other great Opie show. I'm Howard
1: Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You. I have no idea how to describe what just happened. I have stuff. And it turned out to be a whole show with stuff in it. We talked about gambling. We talked about movies. We talked about the presidents. And you wait till people hear how impressive it was that Steve knows like the presidents of the United States in order without googling it yeah I went to school well yes but that still has memory involved in it so please catch the next back to you full of stuff it's stuff good stuff Howard and Steve back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville back to you an Opie show only on the radio Misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to better place radiomisfits.com. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Jenkins and tattoos. Jesus' shoes. Make it rain.
0: I share my brush with Paul McCartney. And our celebrity guest, Yes
1: Drummer, Alan White, rock and roll hall of famer. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now.
2: The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Mission Man, Man with Rick and Dave.
3: Hey,
1: hey. Oh, no. <laughs> Another visual. Dave has gone into, into my kitchen and taken out my, uh, little what pot do you call? It's like a potholder that looks
0: makes it look like a little puppet.
1: Yeah, yeah. A it's a, a red plastic potholder. Uh, that you can put your fingers in, um, and it does look like it's opening its mouth up and down. That's, uh, that's
0: every yeah. week. I'm going to have another visual for you.
1: Right? Yeah, so that's uh, so now we have to describe what that visual is. So yeah. then that's the least we can do.
0: Rick, we better hurry. up. We got a hell of a show for you. We got a lot of great stuff. So, uh, what
1: we, well, uh, don't we have a rock and roll hall of famer that's rock, joining us? We
0: have a rock and roll hall of famer, Alan White, uh, long time, uh, yes,
1: drummer. Uh, yeah,
0: was with the band for 47, he's been there 47 the longest, yeah. the
1: longest, the member. longest serving member of the band. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, we're going to be talking talking to him later
1: on, and also with his experience with John Lennon. Yeah, I know, and, I know. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So stay yeah. tuned for that. Yes, it's all part of this show you're listening to right now. Can't answer much more than that.
0: And Rick, you had a big weekend, didn't you?
1: Oh, you mean the Bears game? Yeah,
0: the Bears, Chicago Bears. All
1: right, let me just say this about going to the Bears game. Have you been to a Bears game? Not in probably 20-plus years, probably. Okay, so going to Soldier Field, and I'm just going to be totally honest about this. It's very easy to get to. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. Soldier Field is in a terrible location as far as parking goes. Right. I mean, they've got, uh, like, a few lots there, but I think you have to pay, like, 50 bucks yeah. to get in the okay. lots. it has got that kind of group? So nobody pays for that. Right. So there's nothing else near there. So you have to park by McCormick Place, which is, yeah. you know, like... 12 blocks away. Right. And with your age and gout, <laughs> well, that cannot be easy, <laughs> can it? So here's the thing. I have, I had a little gout flare-up this week. Yeah, okay. And um, so I was limping. Yeah, okay. And it was a very long walk. And then our seats were in the 400 level and going up and down stairs. Don't they
0: have handicap accessible gout? Yeah. Don't they have gout seats for you people?
1: They, they probably do, but I, you know, I'm too proud. Yeah, okay. I'm too proud and I pretended like everything was fine and I'm, I'm you know just walking along, but I couldn't walk for 3 days after that. I I mean, I I had to So today's the first day Today's to the on. first day I'm walking. Yeah, okay. So that's how bad it was uh for me to go to that game. Well, you got to see a great game. Oh, against the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. That was uh I think the Bears, at one point, were down uh, 36 to 10 or something something. like that. And they had like seven yards of offense. Oh, that was great. (laughs) It was great. And then you get to walk back to your car. And, and, you know, all these New Orleans fans who were walking around going, Who dat? (laughs) (laughs) Who dat? Which, can I just say, is the stupidest (laughs) saying of all teams. Especially when you just got your ass kicked. Yeah, who dat? What does that even mean? That's a stupid... Stupid motto. Well, you
0: look great today. I was going to say you've Thanks. been you've been spry today. You know when you when oh, you yeah. uh, opened the door for me. Oh were, yeah,
1: I, I have a bounce in my yeah, step, you were, uh, like uh, Burl Ives and Zippity Doo No, whatever. that wasn't Burl Ives. Oh, was it? It was Uncle Remus. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. So, hey,
0: um, anyway, well, we better get to it. We don't want to keep Alan White waiting. Okay, rock and roll Hall of Famer. Um, I got some. I got a story. You want to hear it?
1: You're just going to hop right into minutiae? Yeah, I don't all know. right. Do you got Just anything else? No.
0: Uh, this story comes out of a place that you and I had spent some time in when we were in when we were premier Champagne
1: Urbana's premier men. Yeah. Okay. Matu- Wait. Do I do I need a uh, do I need a jingle for this one? Um, sure.
0: I mean, not anything in particular. Is
1: it a is it a Jenkins? No. No. Oh, I thought it was.
0: Well, not technically. Well.
1: You told me it was Jenkins, uh, so I had Jenkins prepared to go. Go ahead. Put the the Jenkins jingle. I mean, you you can't just give me Jenkins and then say it's not Jenkins.
2: When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins!
0: So this comes out of... Mattoon, Illinois. Mattoon. Oh, we were there. We were yeah. Champagne Pain Urbana's premiere fundraiser we back in yeah. the 80s. Matthew Bushman, aged 36. So that means he was born in 1983, pretty much right before Rick and Dave Mania. Yeah. Champagne. Gold. Yeah,
1: his parents probably
0: huge fans. Oh, huge fans. Yeah. He was stopped by officers investigating a forgery last Friday night. Uh-huh. Okay. During questioning, Matthew tried to give them a fake name and date of birth. Okay, probably not the first person. Yeah. To do that. Big However look. the problem was is that Matthew had his name tattooed across his neck. <laughs> And here's a picture of Matt right here. Look at yeah. that. Can you see that? Uh, yeah. Right underneath yeah. his neck,
1: Maddie B. Uh-huh. Okay. The only thing missing is a "Hello, my name is" sticker. <laughs> Maybe he, you know, he could say, "I'm, I'm just a big fan of Maddie B." You know, the rapper. Yeah. Right. Maddie B, the rapper. Right. And right. the cops would go, "Oh, okay." I, uh. Well, so Matt, he's just not. He's not a quick thinker on his feet. He's so I guess technically
0: that's the Jenkins. He wasn't really on the job. He's just an idiot. Okay. So we're just gonna fuck. Fla- okay. That's why. I had the Jenkins problem. Um, so, yeah, so he got arrested and now he's in the clink for
1: forgery. Now, is Mattoon the place where uh, we were at a party and yeah. our friend Mike Medina got kicked in the face? <laughs> right. I
0: think he said something like he didn't like heavy metal or
1: something. And someone like kicked him in the kicked face. Kicked him in the face. Right?
0: And, we a, and, we, and he lost his glasses and we had to run away.
1: I don't yeah. I don't yeah. Is Mattoon the place where they tried to kill me at the camp yeah. campground? <laughs>
0: Stark farming? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. We had a lot of great experiences <laughs> in Mattoon. Well, now we're, I should tell you this, Matthew Bushman has invited us over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> you mean which, Maddie B? Maddie B. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a story for you. Uh, this is uh, a religious story. Oh. All right. It uh, takes place in uh, Washington, D.C. A one of a kind limited edition holy water filled sneakers went out of stock within a few minutes. At the price of $3,000 a pair. So what is
0: a holy water? All right.
1: It's a a distinctive pair of white Nike Air Max 97s. They're called Jesus shoes. (laughs) Okay. For real. Okay. They're manufactured by a Brooklyn-based creative label, MSCHF. And the uh, unique selling proposition of the shoe is that it's injected with holy water from the Jordan River. For real, okay. So, if you look at the shoe, okay. and you can see the picture of it here. You see that little water there yeah, yeah, in the yeah, yeah. bottom there. Oh, it that's looks like ho- it looks that. like a
0: level. It looks like a little wa- okay, that's yes. the water. Okay, that's water. Holy water. Okay, all right.
1: So, I, I just thought that was a uh, a great thing. And if you if you look at the shoe, you can also find that there's a Bible verse Matthew fourteen twenty five, okay, which is the passage that describes Jesus walking on water. Isn't that the passage that says that the Bears' offense sucks? <laughs> Uh, there were people saying Jesus, <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Jesus, yeah. Jesus.
1: Um, but I do have a quiz for you mm-hmm. about these shoes because sure. uh, this is uh, well. Here, I've got audio for that. Hang on. Time
2: now for a minutia man, minutia man, minutia <laughs> quiz.
1: Because if it was just holy water and and just um, the uh, Matthew verse on there. Mm-hmm. You know, would they really be that religious? Mm -hmm. These have all kinds of other religious elements to them. All right. And I'm going to give you a quiz here to see if you can figure out which of these are real and which ones are not. Okay. So these are
0: products. These are, these
1: are all part of these same shoes. Oh, okay. All right. right. These are uh, features of these shoes. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you five. You tell me which one is not real. Okay. Four of these are real. Okay. Uh, They are uh, frankincense-scented insoles. (laughs) Okay. Okay. They have a crucifix threaded through the laces. Well, I think that's probably true. Okay. They have a single drop of blood to represent the blood of Christ. They have manure remnants from an actual manger in Bethlehem. (laughs) Okay, all right. And they have a red sole, like the red shoes traditionally worn by popes. All
0: right, I would say the red sole is probably true, the yeah. crucifix threading probably is, and the frankincense, I, I say the frankincense is true too.
1: What, well, is, what does frankincense even smell like? I have no idea, okay. I have
0: no idea. <laughs> um, so I think all those are true, are those all true? Yeah. So yeah. the remaining is the blood uh-huh. or the manger manure? Yeah. I'm going major manure. Uh, the manger manure is the fake
1: one. That is the fake yeah. one, yes. Okay. But all those other things are actually That's in great. the shoe. Did I did I ever
0: yeah. tell you the idea for my breath mints, my religious breath mints? <laughs> no. <laughs> have, have ever it? Call, call them testaments. Yeah. And you just put a little Bible verse on each little
1: Oh, very good. Testaments. You are just a million-dollar idea, so, man. So who's going to use these shoes? Like Moses Malone? Wait a minute. There's more. <laughs> okay. I, this is a minutia quiz. It's not okay. just one question. All right. All right. All right. Now, we're, now let's go to the box. Okay. All right. The, they come in a box, right? In this box, on the picture on the box, which of these things is on the picture in the box? Only one of these is correct. Okay. okay. Does the box have a picture of an angel flying across a finish line? Okay. Does it have a seal, like a, uh like official an papal so, seal? Okay. Like a seal of the Pope. Okay. All right. Does it have Jesus wearing the shoes? A picture of Jesus <laughs> okay. wearing that, the shoes. Okay. They don't have that. Okay. Or does it have a picture of the Jordan River where the, where the holy water so comes from? So one of these from?
0: things, there's just one of them, right? Yeah. I think the papal seal is going to be the correct one.
1: Yeah, that's right. How did you guess that? I don't know.
0: Well, I don't I don't think Jesus Jesus <laughs> Jesus wearing shoes. They're
1: called Jesus shoes. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling that that would not. You know what uh, the one last funny thing on this uh, article. Um they you know they they asked him if he was going to make any more. The, uh, the guy who made these shoes because he only made it. What's you know, the guy's it, name that made shoes? His name? name is Gabriel Whaley. Okay. Gabriel Whaley. I was
0: thinking Sheldon Greenberg or something.
1: <laughs> Gabriel Whaley, founder of the brand, hinted there may be a second coming. <laughs>
2: oh, oh.
1: <laughs> you know what? Not bad, Gabriel. <laughs> Not bad at all. Uh,
0: you know, Gabriel and Jesus and Alan White yeah. and all these people, you know what they can do with our podcast? <laughs> they can shove it? <laughs> no, no, they can subscribe to oh, it. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. They can go on iHeartRadio. They they can go to Google Play Stitcher and Stitcher, and you know, yeah. whatever, pod, blah 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 blah, yeah, and whatever. And you can get it, and it's so easy. You click a little button, say you subscribe, yep, and then every week,
1: boop. You know what I heard? Hmm. I heard there's a new show coming to the network, yeah. Um, but you can't say what it is. Oh, we're not allowed to say what it is. Oh, really? No, but it's exciting.
0: It who, who's on this new
1: show? I, I mean, it's exciting do these do, it, it's do one things. of those things where everybody on the network is just going to be buzzer. elevated a, a, a lever so it's all just by the appearance of this show so
0: all boats rising tide that's
1: exactly that's right. right right like uh,
0: the jordan river we, that, are, we are we are uplifting everybody like the jordan river
1: it's very much like all right, that say every- yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very exciting and and you'll find out soon okay but right now yeah we need to take a break okay all right, we'll be back again in just a moment. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, informed automotive, how to road trip in classic style, plus a Ferrari SUV? Yup. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and Opie production on the Radio Misfits
2: Podcast Network.
3: This week on And Friends, we talk about history that happens, and we, you know, go forward back next history today. And Friends, an OPI show,
2: on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Great talk radio isn't dead, it just moved to a
1: better place. RadioMisfits.com. All right, we're back.
0: Rick, I got one more story, and don't forget Alan White's coming.
1: Alan White, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer from the band Yes, the drummer who's been in the band for 47 years. He, who's your son, ended up...
0: Reviewing all the albums. Yeah. His, yeah. Tommy,
1: his... my son, Tommy is, is a music, music reviewer and he loves. Yes. We and should, he's reviewed every single. Yes. Make album. a little
0: note on the yellow pad that we need to mention that. To okay. So, all right. um, time for you to flop out another accent, Rick.
1: Oh, okay. Can you
0: do Australian?
1: Um, <clears throat> put a shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> Not, <bad. laughs> Not
0: bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, an Australian inventor charging $50,000.
2: That's just a few quid.
0: <laughs> wow, and Alan White's <laughs> from London or from England? This is going to be great. Australian inventor charging $50,000 for rain, denying that he's preying on farmers. Okay,
1: okay so these this is like one of these old-fashioned hucksters uh, <laughs> traveling Haney, the Wild West. Can you do yeah. Mr. Haney from yeah. the green? Mr. Haney? <laughs> <laughs> Kill it, I can do them all. Oh my gosh. I can do them all.
0: Okay, do Otis from Andy Griffith.
1: All right, I can't do that one. Okay. Uh,
0: controversial inventor accused of preying on vulnerable farmers by promising to make it rain has insisted, "We're not here to con anybody, <laughs> not at all." So, uh, from D- uh, David Miles from Miles Research has been peddling water- weather modification technology. And the Australian-Victorian government is not happy about yeah. this. So uh, he's offering this three-month rain contract
1: yeah. for 50 quid or 50,000. 50,000, that's, 50 a, 50, that's a bargain. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You think about it. Uh, somebody like a Tom Skilling, for instance, who actually does know oh my God, about the forward. weather oh and, my God. and he can like forecast it for seven days, he could just go around to drought areas and wait for the 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 forecast, and when he knows the forecast oh, is yeah. coming, oh, and say, well, he could also dress up like a like a witch witch doctor, yeah, absolutely. Do a, do a Tom Skilling
0: dance and just make a yeah. And
1: if man. he's ever wrong, he can just say, "I'm making it rain," like they do with the strip clubs. You <laughs> know, making it rain. I really making don't rain. see Tom Skilling in a strip club, <laughs> so uh, I don't think. So. Okay, it's time for another feature here.
2: A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection, selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. This
1: is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name, and... Uh Last week, you did so, uh, and you pulled out the name Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney. Oh, right. Right. So, I will tell the Paul McCartney story, okay. and after the Paul McCartney story, you got to pull out another name. Okay. Out, okay? We'll do. Don't forget. That's do very it. important. Yeah, I know. All right. That's what this whole bit is about. <laughs> okay. I got you. All right. I got one job. <laughs> Here's my Paul McCartney story. Jar right here. I'm gonna put my
0: hand in, so I don't forget. Yes, please do. (laughs)
1: Uh, This goes back to 1989. Okay. All right. Now
0: you're back in Chicago.
1: I'm in Chicago. I'm Stephen Gary's producer. Mm -hmm. I'm working at the Loop in Chicago, with the biggest rock station in town. Um, In the country. In the country. Yes, it was huge. Now. People that listen to this show pr- might not know how much of a Beatles fanatic I am, but it, right now we are in a an office mm-hmm. that has a picture of the Beatles performing at Comiskey Park. Mm-hmm. It's got a picture of the Beatles with, uh, with Pete Best still in the band. Autographed. Autographed. Right. There's an Abbey Road sign from uh, the street, Abbey Road. There's a John Lennon uh, lithograph right there. Uh, of a uh, drawing he did. Right, and I brought back John Lennon uh, a, uh,
0: a thing for the a can. Is that what yeah, you call that? The, the, a uh, die-cut can
1: that you put a little candle in? Right, there's a, there's a John Lennon thing. I'm, right behind me is, is a giant right. picture of With the Beatles, the album right. cover. Right here is the thing that you brought me from the movie Help mm-hmm. with little, right. little uh, big sections. Suffice to say you are a I'm a big Beatles fan. So... When you're a producer of a radio show and you're trying to get the biggest guest you can possibly get, who's the biggest guest ever? I would say Paul McCartney. Exactly. I I mean, you know, John's dead. Right, right. Paul McCartney, biggest guest ever. Right. So I spent six months trying to book him because I he heard that this Flowers in the Dirt album was coming out. He's going to be making a tour of America, first tour since Wings Over America, you know, fifteen years previous to that. And uh, I wrote his headquarters in London. Um, Why didn't you just email him? What's that? Why didn't you <laughs> just email him? Because there was no such thing. Um, and I got his uh, manager on the phone, talked to the manager, secured a spot. Wow. To to interview him. Now wow. the only problem was this was during the afternoon, and we, you know, we had an afternoon show, and it would have to happen at the Rosemont Horizon, right? Because that's where he was performing. Okay. All right. Which was not close to downtown Chicago. So I went into Stephen Geary and I said, Look, we can get Paul McCartney for five minutes, but somebody has to go out there and do the interview um because um, you know, we're in the middle of the show. Right. We can't we can't do the whole show from there. Right. And you two are doing and the show. And you're doing the show. Right. So I guess. And uh, you know, I I'm you know, I just off right. off the top of my head. Yeah. Just brainstorming here, you know. <laughs> I could possibly do it. Well how about if I do it? And they said, Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, you go out there and you do. Right. Did you they do dock the you for? did they dock you for the time that you were <laughs> in travel? No, no. The story's not over yet. <laughs> so uh my it's my big chance to go meet paul mccartney i got a five minute window and that's how you know the radio stations i think there were six radio stations that were chosen we were one of them i got the five minutes Okay,
0: so you got like from 205 to 210 or
1: yes is, right? exactly and you're in a line right, and right. you're you know right. boom 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 okay. so the day of the sh- of this yeah. of this concert um Steve comes into the show now Steve at that time if you're a, a Stephen Geary fan you know that there, he had there were some times when he was um
0: the dark ages the, he
1: was he you know he had was a bit of a drinker at that time <laughs> okay. and and so the show started at 2 30 in the afternoon Steve walked in at like two forty five, and his hair was sticking straight okay. up in the air and I knew I was like uh-oh it was going to be bad. Now I'm not telling you anything out of school here because we would talk about this on the air too, right? We talk about this on the air and days like this, where Steve could barely sit, he would lie down on the ground and I would have to like get newspapers and put, put newspapers on the floor. I'm not making this okay. up. Okay and he would lie down on the newspapers and i would have to hold the microphone to him and he would do the show like that well, now he he did the show like yeah. that he it probably but he happened
0: probably, he was probably very good still right oh it was great yeah. and
1: on uh, days like that gary was really hilarious because steve was vulnerable and he yeah. just went he just went for it <laughs> Um, but, you know, I, my job was to hold the microphone. We didn't have a, like a one of these stands, one of these microphone stands that was the right height. You know, it was like six inches off the ground. And
0: there were no selfie sticks there. There was right.
1: nothing right. like right. that. So I was, that was my job. I had to run the control board and hold the <laughs> microphone to Steve's mouth. Now, <laughs> that's glamour. That's, yeah, that's oh, it was great. So while this is happening, I'm thinking to myself... Okay, um, it's I've got I've got like uh, fifteen minutes, and then I've got to go. It's you know rush hour. Right. I got to make it out to, and I went over and I looked over to Steve, and I said, uh, "All right, Steve, you got it from here," because um, I got to go out and interview Paul McCartney. He goes, "No, you're not going anywhere." Oh. I like, go, "What? Yeah, you, you're not going." Oh, really? So I did not oh. get to interview Paul. I gave the interview to Wiser, yeah. who was with Brand Meyer Show. He went out there and took my slot, and he did a five-minute interview with Paul McCartney that was just one of the most hilarious things ever, oh, and he man. did a great job. His questions were stuff like... Uh, oh, is that a uh, power tool one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah, your yeah, favorite right. power? It's me drill, yeah, you know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> and it was a really great interview, and it probably is better than the interview I would have done, which would have been like like a, like a, Chris Farley, right, yeah. you know, um, yeah, when you said the love you take right. is equal to the love you make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that true? <laughs> Here. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you were in the Beatles, huh? Oh my God, Paul! <laughs> um, so that's my Paul McCartney story.
0: And you have never forgiven Steve. I
1: have, uh, have honestly, I've never, I've never forgiven him for that. Yeah. I kind of, you know, put on your Jesus, Jesus sneakers and forgive. him. <laughs> like, yeah. I know, I have, I have forgiven him okay. for it by now. But that was a a crusher for me. Nah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all right, uh, give me another name so for next right. week. I got it
0: right here. Um, that was a pretty good story, by oh, the way. That was a hey? very,
1: good, very good story.
0: Uh, Adrian Ballou. Okay. All right. King Crimson. Yep, yep. Uh, he'll be.
1: Uh, hey, King Crimson has time. I was to, just
0: going to say with Alan White, who's blinking on the
1: line right okay. now. Okay. Oh wait. Uh, let's go. Let's go talk to uh, King Crimson. Will come up.
2: Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's play it. Here we go. Time now for the celebrity minutia minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity minutia minute with Rick and Dave.
1: Okay, Dave joining us on the phone, uh, actually from the West Coast, mm-hmm. even though he is uh, English. Uh, by birth, he lives uh, in America it, on the West Coast.
3: It sounds, like, sounds like it's a good excuse. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right.
1: Well, you mean there's English people on the West Coast? How, yeah. how do we get them out? Apparently, they don't, they don't follow these things very closely. They let people in anywhere. <laughs> uh, but we are very excited to have this man on. This is Alan White, who is now, I think, the longest-serving member of the band Yes. Isn't that correct?
3: That yeah, is true. Yes, that's very true. 47 years.
1: Wow, well, that's that's quite a long time to be in a band. Um, we're going to have uh questions about that band because it's one of our favorites, but I I wanted to start by asking you about uh John Lennon because I know you also were in the uh the Plastic Ono Band and and this is the story I heard, and you can tell me if this is true or not, that you were at home one day, the phone rang, and it was John Lennon asking you to be in the band, and you had never met him or anything? And you didn't believe him, too, right? <laughs> you thought it was a crank call,
0: didn't you?
3: Well, yeah, the, where the story goes, like, I, I, he rang, I was actually I, we all, I was with my own band, and um, we all lived in one house, like a lot of bands did in those days. And I was making a big pot of stew for uh, keep everybody alive for a few days <laughs> in the kitchen. And then the phone rang and uh, this phone the phone call said, this is our mic on here. Um, I, I want you to do a, a gig if you if you're available. I, is it possible? I said, "Come on, stop messing with me!" And I put the phone down. <laughs> I, I thought it was a friend messing around with me, and um, then he he called back about ten minutes later and he said, "No, seriously, this is John Lennon. That's when I dropped the spoons and everything." So, and I said, uh, "Sure." Um, you know, he said I saw you playing in a club the other night, but I didn't stay, that I got somebody to get in touch with you. and then um, he gave me a number, so um, anyway. So that's how it goes. And the next day I got in a, a um, limo and headed to Heathrow Airport in London and, and met John and Yoko in the rsv you know the the vip lounge, the fancy Uh,
0: schmancy lounge that you probably had never (laughs) seen before right
3: i'd never actually met him but obviously i'd seen him before because i used to go into apple quite a bit and i had a couple of friends in there and uh but um i saw him walking around a couple of times but i never actually met him so and and then uh class was there they played it, and then um and then the door opened where the bathroom in the corner uh was and it was eric cotton, yeah, <laughs> was, yeah that's... oh by the way eric cottons playing guitar with us <laughs> Okay, let's go.
1: You know, just the usual. <laughs> so, if this was one of your
0: friends playing a prank, it was an unbelievably great prank. It was yeah. a great prank.
3: <laughs> I know, but the the funny thing about about that whole thing, you know, you know, it was, it, the story is it, we we rehearsed on the plane. I was playing with a pair of drumsticks on the back of a, uh, the seat on the plane. They were playing acoustic guitars, and we just ran through a few ideas of standard songs, basically. And uh, and the next thing you know, I was there. But the funny thing is, I was only 20 years old, so I kind of somehow took it all in my stride, and I... I didn't realize until years later that I would kind of done all that stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I,
1: yeah, you were like too you were too ignorant to uh yeah. to to well, realize.
3: I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't so much ignorant as I was just naive and kind of like, oh I guess it's just it's what it's like in the rock and roll business. Yeah,
1: this is just it.
0: Uh, you know, we have a we have a mutual friend, Jay Gepner in Chicago, uh, and you. Um, and he says that you have a great story about the time John Lennon showed you the lyrics for "How Do You Sleep." So tell us that story.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, well, and um, obviously John actually every song on that album I imagine. John came and showed the lyrics to me before we ever played on anything. And um, he made he made everybody read the lyrics before they played the song in the studio. and said, this is what you're saying to the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you feel about it? And do you want to play on it? And so, obviously, I loved it. And then, how do you sleep at night? I went, there's something weird about this song. It's like... <laughs> Got a common denominator here, but I, at that time I never knew it was about Paul McCartney. But then I realized after about an hour of tracking, I said, Oh this song's about Paul uh, <laughs> Paul and um but I never said anything. It was a <laughs> good song.
1: So um you you get called to be part of Yes. Uh, and this was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in 1972. The band had just finished uh, recording the album Close to the Edge. They're about to go on tour. Bill Bruford was the drummer, and he quit. And so yeah. you had like two weeks or something like that to learn the entire Yes catalog? Is that true?
3: No, I, I only had three days. <laughs> three
1: days! And, and we're, this is not music that is, is right. like something you just pick up. You're not doing like uh, I'm a man there, or something, Chop you know. Sticks.
3: Well, I had, I, I was very good friends with Eddie Offit who was the past producer at that time. And um, I, I shared an apartment with him in London and uh, we were good friends and And I went down to a rehearsal one night. This is about a week, two weeks before, maybe. And um, uh, they were rehearsing the song uh, Siberian Couture from um, that album. And that's before they recorded Close to the Edge. And Bill just got up and left. Um, He said, I have a dinner appointment. And I guess I found out later he had a dinner appointment with Robert Fripp, and he was forming King Crimson. King Crimson, yeah. So um, Eddie's there standing with me, and they all stood with the guitars on and stuff. And Eddie said, I want to play that kind of stuff. So I, I jammed with him in a, a rehearsal studio uh, for like maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> And obviously the penny stuck, you know. And um, they, when they wanted some something, you know, somebody to replace Bill, uh, they John and Chris came to my Eddie's flat and said, "Well, we wanted you to join." Yes, and um, I said, "Look, I'll give you guys three months to see if I enjoy playing with you." Yes. And I, I knew the music, but not thoroughly. And um, and um, we'll give you three three months and, you know, and see if it works out. And uh, here I am. 47 years
0: 47 later. Years <laughs> later. I, so, so did it work out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Anyhow, um, as they left the, uh, left the room... They were going out the Tony said oh by the way we've got a gig on monday can you rehearse everything i went what
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: well we're glad you did we are glad you didn't you didn't run for the hills um one of our favorite albums and one of the most successful yes albums is 90215 uh which songs from that album do you you know can you remember that you have the most fun playing you know uh i mean is there anything oh,
3: that- uh- of Well, obviously, "Owner of a Lonely Heart" mm-hmm. was a, yeah. a big Huge. hit from that album. But another great song, you know, there was a, there was a lot of great songs around that year because uh, Trevor Raymonds a really excellent songwriter, and uh, and we were all just throwing material into, you know, <laughs> a big mess, and and then. We sorted it all out with plenty of rehearsal for the, the songs, and then Trevor Horn came came in and sorted the whole thing out, and we recorded it. It was pretty excellent.
1: Yeah. So, so you I mean, you, talk, you named a couple of the band members there from Yes. Uh, there have been quite a few different members of uh, Yes over uh, the years.
3: Yeah, d- definitely a few. Uh, <laughs> are,
1: are, are there any – so uh, of those guys – uh, are, who are your closest friends uh, amongst that group? Uh, which one do you never need to see again?
3: Uh, well, <laughs> Woodley, Chris was my closest friend. Okay, he yeah. Passed away. We played together for 43 years. You yeah, know? Wow.
1: Um, he was so, amazing um, as you a know, bass player. It was
3: a big, big loss to us. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, Billy Sherwood's doing a great go- job of, of replacing uh chris because he was one of his closest friends and his mentor was chris you know
1: right that's great you know but
3: um you know i've been really friendly with john and and steve who's in the band but you know and john i wrote quite a few songs with john and um and you know rick all of us for about 10 years that band was kind of the version of yes at that time yeah. and uh, you know with you know people moving in different directions and uh, but I just consider myself as always being in yes, I never left yeah and oh. did something else. I just carried on doing yes and and a, a couple of side projects but i didn't let them lead me astray
1: and you're in the rock and roll hall of fame now yeah. the, the band uh, which was yeah, just inducted a few that, years ago
3: isn't that great yeah. <laughs> after all these years yeah. there were so many people pulling for us to be in the rock and roll hall of fame and i kept saying and all the fans were there and sending letters in and all And, you know, I think at one time the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just bypassed a lot of uh, progressive kind of music. And uh, we're going for, you know, some older stuff from, you know, that had been around for a long time. But um, I'm glad they started getting some bands involved who... Progress music in a
1: way. Well, it's making a resurgence. Uh, you know, my my son is 24 years old, and one of his favorite bands in the entire world is Yes, and he he uh, knows the catalog from beginning to end. He's a music reviewer. He's actually reviewed the entire Yes catalog. If you ever oh, want to go, that, I should send you the link that, to not his video.
3: Taking hours.
1: Oh, it did. It took over an hour.
3: Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, he should have a job, Rick. <laughs> uh, he, I, I, if it was only an hour, I was, I was going to say, um, how many albums did he do? Because uh, the in total is 29.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, he, he did all of them. <laughs> he went no, through all of them gonna... <laughs> that's right. how big of a fan he is he said you know i'm a big fan i'm the one that introduced him to your music but now he has surpassed me he likes he likes you guys even more uh, you know you...
3: does he understand the lyrics now
1: yes absolutely
0: uh, you know one well, thing that one thing that he may not be understanding is well that...
3: that's very good of course, quite a lot of people don't understand the lyrics and they <laughs> you know from back then but you know john had a wave and have a musical kind of lyrics that were left images and it left it in your own mind to make images out of what he was singing about right but,
0: well, well and speaking of images your album covers are just great you know uh what kind of drugs was the artist on and can we get some of those can you mail those <laughs> to, to us
3: well, the the start of all that was roundabout when he said, uh, the mountains just come out and stand there. And I'm going, hmm. <laughs> The mountains come out and stand there. Mm-hmm. And it's got, kind of maybe it was a moment in time for him, but he, he portrayed it to the whole world. So um, it was quite interesting. Oh, yeah.
1: So uh, as uh, one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame drummers, um, uh, somebody who uh, has played with all the greats, uh, who is it in your mind, if you had to pick someone that is your favorite drummer, the hero drummer of Alan White, uh, who would that be?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, you see, people ask me this question a, yeah. a lot. And there's so many different kinds of music with great drummers in each kind of music you know um one one of the dramas i admired greatly and i actually got to play with him um is um ginger Vega, who uh, passed away yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that anyway he was a good friend of mine and uh yeah, he'll be missed by a lot of people i'm sure but he was one of the hardest people in the world to work with
1: oh was he <laughs>
3: As the whole world knows, I think. Yeah. and uh, That for some reason he kind of liked me, and we got on really well the whole time. And I played in Air Force for about six months, I believe it was. See,
1: there must be something about your personality, Alan, that uh, you yeah. just you get you know, along with everybody. You're a good bloke. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and and we appreciate enough. you having having come on the that show.
3: Sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah,
0: well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know what? yeah, you're in our book. You're 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 in our Hall of Fame,
1: blokes. Yes, right you are. You're,
0: you're, you're, we, you, we've got a ceremony yeah. coming up next that's week. That. You're welcome to it.
1: And, and thank you for getting up early. I know uh, uh, it's uh, noon here in Chicago, which means it's ten o'clock in the morning. Which means it's uh, four o'clock yeah. in the morning at rock and roll time. <laughs> I mean that that's very early for a rock and roller to come on the show, and we greatly appreciate
3: yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's ten o'clock. Yeah, and I usually. Well, I'm well, I'm in the shower and stuff. I was from my game shows, but you spoiled it for me. Okay.
0: <laughs> what What is your favorite game show? Are you a Wheel of Fortune uh, guy? Are like, you?
3: Let, I like Let's Make a Deal, and and then uh, The Price is Right. And you can't, um, yeah, you can't do wrong usually, with those. <laughs> i usually doing emails and answering stuff. And phone calls and all this kind of stuff while well, I'm watching it. But you guys spoiled it today. But I'm glad, <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm glad you did.
0: Yeah. So, uh, just so you know, the the guy did not win the showcase.
1: Yeah. He exactly. lost the showcase. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, okay. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Alan. We really appreciate
0: it. All
3: right, man. Thank you.
1: Have uh, a good one
3: and again when I come to Chicago. Oh, there. oh, absolutely. We'd love
0: to. We would really, really by would way, love to.
3: We're, we're going to be uh, touring Europe in the springtime and then in the fall, we're coming back to do another American tour. So.
1: Oh, my God. We would love to. Yes. Come by. I, I, my, uh, can I bring my son?
3: <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll you be the kid that it, won't stop asking you a question. do you want, just give me a call.
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks,
3: buddy. Thanks, we really Alan. Appreciate it. All right. Thank
1: All right.
0: You. Bye-bye. Oh, what a great guy. Is is he our
1: first rock and roll Hall of Famer? Well, John Landecker is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too. What about
0: Carl Jimmer? Is the are the I don't think the
1: Buckinghams are in there. But, I kind of uh, feel bad about waking him up. Yeah, I know. Are, he, I know. He was a little groggy, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, you know. it's still nice. <laughs> it's still nice to have talked to him. Uh, and Tommy is going to be very excited when I tell him about this. He's going to be very excited about uh, oh, sharing the reviews. Yeah. Did he rip? Has uh, has he been I'm critical? Ask. I, well, there were 20-some albums. So some are better so, than others. Yeah, I think he ranked them in order of, fav- of worst to best. Yeah. You might want to. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at that before we send it. <laughs> 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 uh, we would like to uh, uh, say a special thanks to executive producer Tony lasana with opishows.com. Opie is what? Uh, emu. Spelled No, it's hippo. It's hippo. O P P I H shows dot com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Mitzvahs. Great what talk is, radio. What is Silla spelled backwards? Uh, it's Alice. A- Alice. Okay. Alice. Okay. Alice, yes great talk radio is not dead dave it's just moved to a better place which is radiomisfits.com and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the proceeding was a presentation of Opie productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opi thank you this has been a presentation of Opie productions
2: tony can you shut up
1: If you're a fan of the English Premier League, you'll want to check out Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. As you can hear by his accent, Adam is from England originally. Chelsea fan, if you must know. And he's also an expert in soccer tactics and methods. He's the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. So obviously, he has some incredible insights into the game. Tune in every week. We're on the Radio Misfits podcast network. A Tony Lozano podcast, the no-pie show. And because it's soccer, we never use
2: our hands. Radio Misfits.
1: Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I do have my
0: own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like
2: Ryan Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more.
0: These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning.
2: Nude Hippo, the podcast and Opie show.
0: Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just
3: moved to a better place. (laughs) Radiomisfits.com.